Welcome everybody back to the Game Vault Podcast. This is a very special episode as I'll be flying solo for this one. I'm trying to keep it brief, but I wanted to go over um, Summer's game, Summer Games Fest, Cat, one, one of the Capcom things, and the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Um, and I didn't want to bore our other uh, vaulters with all this. Um, you know, Key 3 was a lot, uh, but we're going to get through it. Um, there'll be one omission. Um, we won't talk about the uh, Final Fantasy VII anniversary stream because I am trying to get Tom on for the podcast next week. That is right. You get back-to-back Game Ball podcast uh, to discuss that because I felt it would be weird to talk about it without Tom. So without further ado, let's get into uh, Summer Games Fest. Um, as I have the list in front of me here, there's about 26 games mentioned. Um, I won't go into detail into all of them, but I will... Um, talk about the ones uh, that I have some uh, thoughts about, mention the others, and then we can have a discussion on the Twitter, or um, you know, I, maybe the guys will bring up next week, and we can discuss again if, if they have some opinions on it. But um, let's start out with the one uh, that was unfortunately leaked um, right before the show. Uh, not that a lot of us knew this was not coming, but when, uh, I believe it was uh, somewhere in PlayStation something, um, I forget the exact thing, leaked, uh, The Last of Us Part 1, the remake um, of, of the first Last of Us game um, that's coming to PS5 exclusively. Um, the, it put the segment in a little bit of a dour note. I don't know if that was just Neil Druckmann, like he would have been that way anyway, um, even without, with the leak, but he seemed not as enthused um, doing the introduction to it, but... Um, I think that's why my reaction to it's a little less, um, than it probably would have been if it would have been, you know, a surprise, quote-unquote. Um, but, gotta say, the graphics look great. Obviously, they're running it on, you know, the same updated engine and software and stuff that they did for Last of Us Part Two, And, you know, updating a, uh, nine-year-old game or something at this point, um, it's going to look much better. It even looks better than the remaster. Um, the only thing is $70 for it might be a little steep. I would have been one of those to make this a $60 game, even though it's PS5 exclusive. Uh, but, you know, Naughty Dog going to get your money. So Sony wants that cash. So, they're going to sell it at full 70 Unless if it comes to the upgraded uh, PlayStation Plus at some point, I may not uh, dole out the 70 up front. But check back with me um, when it comes out in the fall. Uh, but I am looking forward to that to just see uh, what it does look like. Um, they also announced uh, multiplayer as a uh, fan of the factions uh, from the first game. Um, I'm excited to see if they're still trying to do a multiplayer. But I think the thing that um, got me more hyped about it um, was that it seems like they're going in a different direction in factions. Um, factions was very, you know, as the, as the name says, you know, was a, you know, you're in certain factions, you're doing certain things. This seems like it'll be mostly... Uh, more closer to, from what I've read and things I've seen, closer to more like a division or something like that where you're going around. It looks like San Francisco from the key art. And um, they're, I guess, going on missions. You can have friends join you at some point. You can do it alone. That's what I'm hoping. It's like um, a good analog would be the division, as I mentioned before. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. It's standalone. Um, so, again, Sony getting your money. Um, they're going to have that out um, in a little bit. It's not soon, but um, I like that they reworked this and then just do Factions 2, so looking forward to that. Um, we uh, talked about this in the last stream, but the, the second game I have on my list here to talk about is uh, Street Fighter VI. Um, definitely um, a game that is making me want to um, possibly purchase it or hope that maybe, um, I think if it's on Game Pass or you know, whatever shows up at some point, but I doubt that, um, that they give me a chance to try it out. Um, and the, uh, best part about it was they introduced, um, character that you were pretty, uh, safe to assume would be in it. Um, Guile, obviously, um, is going to be one of the playable characters, um, in there. Uh, he looks, obviously with this taking place after Street Fighter 3, um, he does look a little bit older. Um, I love that the, way they make them look quote-unquote older is by giving them facial hair, meaning him and Ryu. Like, ah, oh, old guys now. They must have facial hair. Um, but, yeah. Um, I, I love the the, uh, the watercolor-esque uh, uh, art style to it. Um, 
So, uh, just looking forward uh, to seeing um, how it, the uh, fighting game community comes to it, because um, that's really most important for those games, um, is that. So, uh, yeah, moving on. So, next up is one of the many games uh, that were the uh, Dead Space likes that seem to uh, be the first part of the entire show. So this one um, is uh, Aliens Dark Descent. While the cinematic trailer and all made it look pretty close to, as I said, a Dead Space, the Callisto Protocol, you know, the, those games of that ilk that we've seen already. Um, the gameplay, for the split second I saw it, was like uh, top-down. Um, sort of, it reminded me a little bit of Helldivers. I don't know if you guys remember that game. Four-player game that came out a few years ago. Um, kind of gave me vibes of that. Um, anything can be better than Colonial, Colonial Marines, um, especially if they're trying to do something different than the, you know, uh, Alien Isolation, uh, a little bit different than that, give it a little more action-y um, thing. So if you're a fan of Aliens, um, the movie is not, I guess if you're a fan of Aliens too in general, this game would work. But um, yeah, it might be worth uh, checking out um, if you like those top-down shooters. They're usually fun. Um, but I don't have any interest without hearing feedback on it first before I jump in. Uh, so next up is the Callisto Protocol. Um, we saw more scenes of it, which made it look much more like Dead Space. Um, not shocking, uh, granted that a lot of the uh, leads from Dead Space came over and made this game. Um, I'm just really curious that I think this is coming out within a few months of the Dead Space remake, or at least the time frame EA has said the Dead Space remake. Um was going to come out, so I'd just like to see the side-by-side -side comparisons and see, um, you know, who who sort of wins that audience over. Um, it's sort of like a, in a completely different genre, um, it, it reminds me of uh, like a, a rock band Guitar Hero thing where um, part of the people that make Guitar Hero break off, make rock band similar games and just see where the audience diverges, so... Um, Cluster Protocol does have, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Josh Dumal um, from, from TV's Las Vegas um, in it. So getting a little bit of, uh, you know, TV movie actor um, as the lead role, um, trying to get some eyes on it. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll probably uh, check it out. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm really interested at the head-to-head -head more than anything, to be honest with you, with this game. Um, next up, they did a, uh, as they always do at these E3s, now Key 3s, um, showed off a level of Modern Warfare 2, uh, 2023, 2022. Um, got to put that in parentheses since there was already another Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 um, there. But it looks like Call of Duty... Um, uh, if it's anything expanding on Modern Warfare, which may have been my favorite um, Call of Duty in a while, single-player-wise, um, and it's the one that got me to actually play multiplayer. Um, I tried with Vanguard. I got good at it, at least good for me. Um, but it was just... It just became a slog. Um, it wasn't as good as the Modern Warfare stuff I was playing, even though I was better at Vanguard. Um, Vanguard's a mess right now, so I'm looking forward to this coming out so that I can jump in again um, at, you know, the beginning for multiplayer before the cheaters and the, you know, hackers get in for it. So, um, yeah, it's Call of Duty. Um, I'm assuming it's like in October, November. I don't know if they gave an exact for it, but, um, yeah, I know there was a date at the bottom of the level, which set it in 2022, and I'm assuming that that was a way of sneaking in the release date, uh, but... Yeah, if you like Call of Duty, it looks perfectly fine. Um, next up was Midnight Suns. It's the uh, the thing from Firaxis, uh, uh, Marvel uh, superheroes game. Um, last time I saw it was card based. I could not confirm or deny that they still it's still card based. Um, that's the thing that uh, gives it a little bit of a downvote for me. Um, if it was just like an XCOM like uh, with superheroes, I'd be on board. Um, but the big introduction was that uh, Spider Man and Venom um, will be coming to it. Um, so, yeah, getting the whole gang together. I don't know exactly how they're going to work with story-wise. Being the type of game that Firaxis uh, usually puts out, um, it might have been better keeping the B and C level um, superheroes in it rather than going for someone who's more, more of an A at this point. But, yeah, we'll see. Maybe it makes sense with the story. Um, speaking of superheroes, uh, Gotham Knight 
that's come uh, was shown as well. Um, again, uh, not much interest in terms of uh, at this point. Maybe as it gets closer or something, or someone else I know gets it and wants to play it. Um, it might end up being a uh, Avengers type deal um, for that. But um, yeah, looks the same. Didn't see any real things to excite me. Um, not that deep into DC stuff um, to really get excited about if certain characters pop up and all that. So, you know, hopefully it's doing something for the DC fans out there. But uh, next up, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, next up is the uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the side scrolling beat em up game, which is out. Um, if you want to see gameplay of it, um, our good friend uh, Dan Aquino, who has been on the Game Ball Pod before uh streamed a good bit of it um on his twitch channel so if that is still live um in the archives um feel free and go watch it it looks really good it's from uh, the creators of scott pilgrim um uh, versus the world which is one of my favorite beat-em-ups of the last 10 years um so it, it i like that art style i like uh the way they incorporated a lot of the um older and um some of the newer looks for things um from what i've been told i haven't seen much of the newer stuff but um, yeah, it looks like a good mix, leaning a little bit towards the nostalgia side um, to try to get the people with disposable income to actually purchase it. So, yeah, I might be playing it on stream with Dan going forward at some times. So just be on the lookout. His uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash thebatdan. I believe there's an underscore in there. Um, I'll put it in the show notes uh, for this. Um, next up was the uh, free download for The Saints Row, the new game, which looks really good. Um boss factory you can create your own boss um and you can do just about anything in it um like when they say everything's customizable you know you can you can have somebody that uh you know obviously look like they skipped leg day but has big muscles like you can customize it any any way you want um it's really interesting um i can't wait to see what the story's like uh see how um far they lean um into some of the jokes um you know, uh, because times changed since uh, uh, Saints Row 3 came out. Um, so, see how they, they tow that line. So, I'm looking forward to that. Um, quickly, we have Cuphead DLC. It's Cuphead. It looks good. It's supposed to be slightly easier. Um, and I love the fact that they called it the Delicious Last Course. Um, which, obviously, if you know by now, uh, makes it a DLC. Uh, so, check it out. Cuphead. Really uh, great art style. Um, and uh, challenging gameplay. Um, Neon White was up next um, on my list here. Um, that's coming out soon. It's supposed to be like a um, leaderboard, like speedrunning type game. Um, haven't haven't played it much. Haven't seen much of it um, yet. But definitely for people that like to go in and uh, you know uh, do levels and try and do them quicker to get like gold, silver, and bronze medals. Beat their friends on leaderboards. Um, try to find the little hundredth of a second um, thing better uh, that it can do. Um, it, it looks uh, really, really good um, for people like that. Get it on PC, even though it is on Switch. Um, I've seen uh, shots of the Switch game. Uh, you're going to want the, um, the fidelity in 60 frames on PC. So, yeah, that one looks great. And then next we have um, Humankind, which is like the... Uh, 4X, uh, like, Civ-like, um, has a couple twists in it, it's coming to console. I played this for a little bit, um, on PC. Um, didn't grab me right away like Civ did, but I might give it another shot, um, now. But, um, uh, if you like any of those types of games, go check it out. Or if you've been waiting for this to come to console, um, it's coming for you. So, uh, be on the lookout for it. I, um, I think it will be on Game Pass. Um, certain? Maybe not. But either way, um, it is coming. Then one of the weirdest names was uh, Flashback uh, 2, which was a uh, sequel to a 1992 game, a 30 years in the making sequel. Um, I've only heard of Flashback, never really played it back then. Um, I was, you know, stuck to NES, um, you know, uh, certain NES games. If I didn't have it or if my cousin didn't have it, I didn't play it. So, um, yeah. I'm interested to see the people that have played this in the past play it on stream and just see what the uh, the differences are. Probably not something I'm going to pick up, but if you have memories of Flashback, 
Um, here's your sequel that you've been waiting a long time for. Don't know how the first one ends, if it ended on a cliffhanger, but uh, if so, you're going to get some resolution soon. Um, next up, a game called Witchfire. It was shown at the Game Awards in like 2018, 17. Uh, not much um, from me here. So um, it's called Witchfire. Uh, you can look it up if you're interested. Um, but yeah, moving on. Yeah, as we go down this list a little bit more, I'm probably going to get a little quicker with it. Um, just because I kind of put them in order of things I really wanted to talk about. Uh, um, so next up is uh, Fort Solace, which is the third of the um, space horror games uh, that were shown here. Um, this one has uh, our resident favorite uh, voice actor. Uh, you're uh, mistakenly tried to do an NFT zone, Troy Baker. Um, for this one, again, it looks kind of like in that dead spacey vein. Um, it's going to be interesting. This might be the year of the space horror game. So, um, I am looking forward to that. Um, I want to see a little bit more of it before I render an opinion on it, but, um, yeah. So, uh, next up was Routine. Didn't really catch my eye. I don't remember much about it, um, there, but, um, uh, feel free. I believe IGN has a, uh, trailer of it if you want to, but, um, yeah, that was one of the games mentioned. And then, um, Stormgate, um, which I believe is from, uh, people that made, that left, Blizzard that did Starfield, uh, not Starfield, um, we'll get to that, um, that did StarCraft. Um, Real-time RTS is not really my thing. Um, if you watch the stream between me and Dan playing through StarCraft 2 and how much he kicked my ass with it. Um, yeah, so it looks like that type of game. Um, not a great name, um, Stormgate. Don't know how nobody actually ever had that game be name before, but... Yeah, yeah. If you're into, if you really liked uh, StarCraft and those Blizzard-type RTSs, I would at least give it a look, um, or at least watch someone you trust play it uh, before purchasing. But yeah, nothing, nothing stuck out to me with it. Um, probably one of the uh, best fake-out trailers of the uh, show was uh, for Goat Simulator 3, um, because it started out much like the uh, Dead Rise, uh, Dead Island 2. Um, trailer and I was like are they bringing Dead Island back and then you see a goat run by and I'm like oh, I know what this is um, the fun part is you're probably out there thinking but Mark I miss Goat Simulator 2 and you would be right because there was no Goat Simulator 2 that is the whole joke of the title uh, so yeah so Goat Simulator 3 uh, coming soon it looks like it might be multiplayer because um, they showed four goats running around uh, causing havoc so um, that may or may not um, make it more interesting to people. Um, I just like it as a game where you can cause chaos. I might play it a few times like I did Goat Simulator. and then not really look at it again. It's probably a great Extra Life game, uh, things like that. Um, and speaking of games, I, um, I should have kept this up by routine. But Warhammer uh, Darktide, um, not really much into Warhammer stuff. So um, obviously it didn't have me jumping out of the chair. It looks like every other Warhammer game I've ever seen. So if you're into that, uh, I believe it's 40K, um, which is the future Space Marine stuff, not the uh, medieval stuff. Um, so if you like that, this is probably for you. But they put out a million games um, uh, a year. So who knows with this one. Um, High Water, another one that didn't really um, hit me. But um, I'm sure if, if you watch the, uh, um, if it's a game that you've heard of before and um, want to check it out. Um, I'm sure there's trailers all over the place, um, but didn't interest me enough to talk through it when I have all these other games left to talk about here. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Um, One Piece is next. Um, you know, uh, have, I'll, I'll admit never really seen uh, the anime, but um, it's been all over the place recently. Um, the game looks like the type of game that I'd be like, ah, I don't really, and then I'll start playing it, and then I'll be obsessed with it. So, um going to keep that one in the back pocket to maybe play at some point. Um, I don't know if I'll ever catch up on the anime because it seems like it's been out for a while. Uh, but yeah, yeah. For any of you that anybody out there that loves One Piece, um, this is probably for you. Uh, go check it out. It looked it looks pretty good. Um, next up is two games from the Genshin um, Impact developers. Um, one was called uh, Hankei Star Rail and the other one was called uh, Zenless Zero Zone Zero. Um, or ZZZ for short, which um, I only mentioned because it's fun that they named the game ZZZ 
which is normally the shorthand for something is uh, put me to sleep. So hopefully the game doesn't look like it's going to be that. But um, yeah, yeah, they look, you know, a game you would expect from the Genshin developers. Um, so um, I'm interested. Zenless probably looks the, um, the one I'm more interested in of the two. Um, but yeah, I'm probably definitely going to check that one, especially if they're free to play like Genshin, you know. Why not? Maybe maybe Kitty Ashcat from the Game Vault Pod um, community uh, would want to check it out. Um, and we can do that together. So, yeah. Uh, Nightingale is the next game that's a, like, survivor, um, you know, action game where you have to, you know, get resources, build things while fighting off monsters and all that. Um, seems interesting. Art style looks amazing. Um, I, I don't know if I'm in for those type of stress games anymore. Uh, but uh, it's definitely a game I've heard talked about amongst people uh, that I respect, and um, it seems like it's hitting on every um, cylinder that they were looking for there. So, um, yeah, go pick it up if those are your types of games. Uh, but, uh, yeah, probably not something I will pick up unless if it's free on GamePad. Uh, next up is the surprise game that I probably should have known about, but didn't, um, and one that I'm very interested in but probably won't be very good at. Um, it's called a Metal Health Singer. Um, it's a rhythm-based um, action game where you get more points and do more damage if you stay on beat. Um, the fun part is is that it's really, it's, it's as the name indicates, you know, it's metal music. Um, and a lot of, like, good metal from what I've heard, not, you know, they just do a bunch of heavy guitars and, you know, loud drums in there to make it beat so you can, you know, go around slicing dice. It actually seems like well-produced, good songs. Um, the fun part about it is that if when you get to the 16 times multiplier on it, that's when they give you the lyrics. So it gives you something to push for. And um, a lot of um, names in the metal community attached to it um, uh, from bands-wise. Um, the only one I really noticed their name was uh, Lead Singer of System of Down. Um, there's a song in there. So um, And this game really loves its music. It opens each level from the demo I watched. Um, with the name of the song that is playing while you do the level. So uh, maybe you'll discover some new songs. Maybe they'll be on Spotify or whatever. But um, I think this game looks really cool. Um, it's on the borderline for me to recommend for Tom uh, because uh, the metal music is great, but there's a lot of gore in it like Doom. So don't know, but uh, definitely worth checking out if you like those rhythm type games. Um, they mentioned stuff about Warframe. Never really got into Warframe, despite it being one of the first games I downloaded for my PS4, because it was free. Uh, but if you love Warframe, you're probably as excited as that community manager was on stage um, about it. Um, that was my favorite part of it, is that um, just seeing the actual excitement when they send out, um, you know, ahead of community, stuff like that, and not, and not the devs or anything, because those are the people that actually, you know, played the games and, and came through um, that way, and probably have a little more enthusiasm for it. Uh, so that was fun. And then the last game I have on here is something called uh, American Arcadia. Um, looks like it was um, a 2D game. Uh, kind of, I forget if it's, I believe it's voxel art on it, but um, seemed like a fun idea, but definitely not something I have many thoughts about. So that was uh, Summer Games Fest. That was the, the beginning of Key 3. Um, so 26 games in all I mentioned there. Um, yeah. Just, just it wasn't wasn't a great show. Um, I think the Last of Us thing leaking knocked it down. I'd probably give it a three out of five, maybe as a show. Um, but it definitely got me some games that I'm interested in looking going forward. Um, moving on to Capcom, um, there were some things in here, but I really stayed this Street Fighter, and they did a bunch of other stuff. But really, the only thing I want to mention, the Resident Evil block was really cool. Um, so. Um, they announced upgrades to uh, Village, not Village, um, Biohazard Remake 2 and Remake 3 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X. And so I'm looking forward to downloading my upgrades um, at some point. And they announced DLC for Village. Um, spoilers, um, if you go watch the trailer for it. Um, hopefully you've beaten the game. Uh, and then um, the funniest thing they announced was that they are doing uh, Resident Evil Village in third person instead of first person. Um, so all those people that did the mods to let you do it in third person, Capcom's like, guys, sure, whatever, finally, here, here, have it. 
It's official. You don't have to kill your computers. We'll just do it. Here you go. Do it. Um, so uh, you get to see the big lady pick you up in third person. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And um, they did the uh, multiplayer thing, the Muso type game or whatever that's coming out. Um, and you can play as the big lady. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting um, to see if that game is any good. It's I, I hear bits and pieces about it every year, um, but it hasn't come out yet. So, all right, moving on to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase and I guess Activision Blizzard, because while they weren't officially part of the showcase, they did show off their games there. Um, all of these games, the fun part about this thing is that they said, now things can change, but that all of these games um, would be coming out um, with the exception of one, um, within the next 12 months, and I think all of them are going to Game Pass. Um, so, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how great Game Pass is by June of next year. So, we'll start off real fast. Uh, Valheim is coming to console, going to Game Pass. If you like Valheim, you can now play it on your Xbox. Um, they opened their show with Redfall. Um, it looked very different from the game that they just showed, the cinematic trailer, um, and everything I heard about it after. It looks like it's more of a single-player um, thing, and if you want to do multiplayer, you'd have to do, like, appointment thing where, you know, if you're not kept up with the story, you have to start back at the beginning when you join up as a team. It's, like, really weird. Um, so it's probably more of a solo experience. But if you have friends that can do, like, every Thursday, we're going to do this, um, then you can get through it together. But um, the abilities of each uh, person you can play... Um, Seem to be pretty good for that type of game. You just learn how to play your thing, and and it, it should work out fine. Uh, but, yeah, I'm interested in it. Um, the funny part is that they said the vampires pushed all the water back, um, obviously because they might go by the lore that vampires can't, you know, uh, touch water. Uh, but why couldn't the people that live there walk? <laughs> but um, that's just funny. I, I guess there's maybe it's an ocean and really deep and... You know, they were drowned once they got to where the water was pushed back to. But, you know, just trying to, you know, uh, give it some type of story. But in modern times, you're like, we can just fly there. Like, what? But, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, it's got me mediocre vibes for me for this. Um, they showed off Naraka Blade Point, um, a game I forgot existed. Uh, but the cool thing um, is, is that it looks like they're doing the thing that um, EA Sports did with their... Uh, game face stuff where you can take a picture as long as it's the right lighting with like a neutral background um and sort of put your face on your blade point character um so people that would like uh to do that they now have this technology in here don't know if it'll work um great the ea thing was fine i have my um face on the golfer for um the pga game that was the masters one i think it's 2013 for ps3 um it looks fine um, it's just kind of weird. You're like, does that look like me? You know, but everybody, everybody else is like, oh, it looks like you. It's one of those things. Um, so, you know, if that's something you're into. They have that available. Um, next game I have on here is Aria History Untold, um, which looks like another one of those Civ, Humankind type games. Um, you know, turn-based art, um, turn-based strategy. Um, games where, I guess, conquering lands and stuff like that. Um, I'll check it out because I check out all these games, um, at least once. But, uh, yeah, nothing to make me uh, count down the days until it's released. Um, next up, Grounded. Um, that game you forgot existed um, that was in early access that had one of the best features that I've seen in a while where you could... Uh, arachnophobia mode where it made the spiders not scary. Um, but that is officially now 1.0. Full story is there. Full game is there. Everything. And from what I've heard from people, it got much, much better from, from the opening. So... Um, if you had any interest or played it at any point, I would jump back in now, restart, and just, uh, the tech seems better. They seem to have, like, different customizations for, for, uh, armor and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely a game that maybe if all of us get it for, um, uh, uh, for Game Vault Pod, maybe it's a Wednesday game, we check it out. But, yeah, I'm glad that it's going 1.0. Um, a lot of these games that stay in, uh, game preview or early access for a while, um, tend to get lost so glad this one is still visible um, next up is the uh, flight simulator stuff um that game is awesome for a set set of people that i i know a couple of them just like do like 
fly like real time to airports and then they're done like two hours real time go through just say check the stuff make sure you don't crash um and then land and then they're done um so there's really an audience for that it's amazing that it's been 40 years since the first one on pc uh but yeah putting the spirit of st louis is pretty cool in there the wright brothers plane you know a couple other famous uh single engine planes um and twin engine planes are there a couple of um probably like the the first Airbus is in there, from if I remember from the trailer. Um, but yeah, they're adding helicopters, which should be cool. Uh, but that game is wild. Um, the amount of stuff you have to download for it. And the work they do on airports to make them look realistic. And um, the cities as you're flying in um, to be like what you would see flying in. Um, it's a really interesting game. Um, then they also announced that the Pelican from Halo is now flyable. I don't know if you can go to space. Um, probably not, because they use real maps, um, here, so I don't know if they've mapped the Earth from space, um, to be able to fly like that, uh, but it's interesting. Um, this is probably why you had the ability to do that in Halo Infinite. They were probably testing it out while developing it, um, and then they closed it off, and then this gets announced, so. Um, yeah, if you like Flight Simulator, it looks like a lot of cool stuff coming to it. Um, next up is, a uh, High on Life. Um, a game from the creators of Rick and Morty. Um, essentially, this game um, looks fine, but I I don't know if I could play a full game with all the Rick and Morty characters because he can only do one voice um, yelling at me uh, because your guns talk, your knives talk, everything talks. Um, so if you love that humor, you love Rick and Morty, you're probably going to love this game. I'm sort of on the fence with it um, where... You know, I think there's there's things about it that are fine, but I don't know if I want it yelling at me all the time. If there's a scaler where it doesn't yell at me a lot, then maybe I'll be into it. But um, definitely for you Rick and Morty fans out there, this game looks like it would be right up your alley. Um, next uh, fun game was the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which I believe um, is very similar to like a Dead by Daylight um, sort of um, 4v1, um, trying to get away from Leatherface um, type deal there. And, um, yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, you know, all those games are getting popular on Twitch with Phasmophobia and, and Dead by Daylight and VHS and Prop Night and stuff. So, um, yeah, just to... Uh, it's another one on that pile there. Um, since it's coming to Game Pass, maybe we'll check it out. Maybe there'll be another cool hair Kate in there. Who knows? Um, next up, we have uh, Pentiment which comes from one of the developers of Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, from Obsidian. Um, it's, uh, like, 2D, like, art, like, um, like, looks like a painting, um, as design to it. Um, it looks pretty interesting. Um, and, yeah, I am definitely, I'm probably down close to day one for this, um, especially since it's Game Pass. Um, it has all the, all the history, um, of games I love, with New Vegas being my favorite Fallout. And um, the art style is interesting enough. It seems kind of goofy and silly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Pentiment um, coming soon. Um, another game in, in a similar vein of story-based and stuff is uh, Dusk Falls, or I think it's A Dusk Falls, or As Dusk Falls. Um, that's coming out on July 19th. The only reason I know that is because I pre-installed it on my uh, Game Pass on PC. Um, looking forward to it. I wish they would have just did full FMV. Like, don't be cowards and do this stop motion, you know, graph like uh, comic book graphic novel s graphics. Just go FMV. Don't be a coward, you know. But it'll be interesting. It's like it's like all those, um, you know, uh, Detroit um, become human and two, um, you know, uh, what's it called uh, Beyond Two Souls and stuff like that, um, where there are branching paths based on your decisions. So. Um, yeah, you'll probably see that on stream at some point in July. Um, next up, Slime Rancher 2 coming to Game Pass. Um, and so if you like uh, that series, that game will be available for you. Um, next up is one of the better DLCs I saw. They're adding Hot Wheels DLC to um, Forza uh, Horizon. Um, that game already looks spectacular, and this DLC looks great as well with the orange tracks and the, the uh, Hot Wheels-esque cars. Um, so... Yeah, if you're still playing Forza Horizon, um, this is a great DLC for you to keep going. They do great things with these. They do Lego before, and it just always comes out great. Um, 
Next up is the uh, RTS from Minecraft, uh, Minecraft Legends. Um, so, yeah, not much of a Minecraft player here, um, but it looks interesting for those of you that do um, partake, partake in it. And, um, yeah, I might check it out. Um, since Sorry, Game Boy Cat. Um, and, and, you know, there's going to be a whole group of people that are really excited about this. So, Minecraft Legends, uh, look forward to that. Um, one of the real surprising things that popped out was the uh, Hollow Knight uh, DLC Silk Song, which is one of those that um, I got in that thing that everybody was like, oh, it's, it's going to be at this convention. It's going to be here. We're going to see it. We're going to see it at this showcase. We're going to see it here. And it just pops up as the second game here. Um, according to what the Be Xbox Bethesda Showcase uh, said, that should come in the next 12 months, but they also did not put a date on it. Um, so, and it also came before they said everything in the next 12 months, so they have an out here. But if you like Hollow Knight, you're looking forward to the DLC. Um, Silk Song looks really good. It looks like a lot more of that game. Um, and yeah, it's finally coming for you guys. Um, next up was one of the most insane things, um, that I've seen at one of these <laughs> conferences in a long time. Because it took me, like, a day to sort of just realize the magnitude of this but uh i'm talking about the riot games stuff with um league of legends and valorant and all that stuff coming to game pass and unlocking all the champions across the games and agents and things like that that is probably upwards into the five to six hundred dollar range per player <laughs> for this if you bought each of the characters individually that's insane. Like how much like how much money was put out for this? Like I don't I can't fathom what they paid um to get this exclusive, you know, on here. Um I see it from Riot's perspective. You get a big chunk of money from Microsoft, um, to put this on here for a game that's been out a while. And maybe you get more people in to buy cosmetics and you get a whole new group to, you know, sell all that extra stuff to. And you know, and you keep the game viable, you know. Not that League of Legends was going anywhere, but you can see that, you know, it's a good idea. This is how you... Because getting new players in is always tough for games like this. So, setting it up for, um, you know, get, you know, 15-year-old who heard of League of Legends but doesn't know where to start um, and can't really afford to buy any of the characters or anything. Now they get to try everything um, and on their Xbox. Um, I don't know if it's PC Game Pass. I think it is, but either way, it's it's... It took me an entire day to realize how big of a deal this was. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if anything else gets similar treatment um, going forward. Um, games in this vein. Uh, so yeah, if you like Valorant and uh, League of Legends, and um, maybe you're a laps player or you've watched the streams and wanted to jump in, now here's your chance for free um, to go in and try everyone. Uh, next up is uh, Plague Tale Requiem, the sequel to um, uh, the game from a couple years ago, I believe. Um, it looks just as good. Um, the The story of that game, I only played through a little bit of it, um, but it looks like it's a little more action than stealth um, that the last one was. Uh, but yeah, if you like that first game, this game looks more of the same, and it looks like an improvement on everything they tried to do. Um, probably a game, since it's on Game Pass, that I might check out at some point. So, yeah, you might see that uh, come up on this podcast. Um, next up is Forza 7. Wheels look real round. The environments look great. It's Forza. There's not much else to say about it. I love the the uh, time of day changing as you're racing. Um, uh, the implications of that, um, I'm interested to see. But, um, yeah, as we jokingly say on podcasts and streams, essentially the trailer is Cargo's Room, essentially. Um, it's going to be great. It's Forza. Um, next up was the Overwatch 2. I was a little disappointed by the, um, not really an Overwatch person, but the fact that they used a lot of the old trailers and, like, ideas from the first, when the first game came out to announce this. Um, so I don't know if they really know what they're going for here. Um, but I think they're going down from 6v6 to 5v5 or something like that. Um, a new character, interesting maybe. I know there's supposed to be a PvE part, but... Nothing from this showcase made me go, oh, maybe I should check out Overwatch. Uh, next up, uh, ESO has a new area they're going to. Um, this is probably just to placate the Elder Scrolls fans as they wait um, for 6 to come out in 7 years. 
not much of a MMO or online player here. Um, but for those of you that like ESO, um, I'm sure this excites you. Speaking of online games that probably should have died in a fire, um, Fallout 76 um, is going uh, to the pit. Um, you know, it's Pittsburgh allegory from Fallout 3. Um, makes sense, being that the uh, Fallout 76 takes place in West Virginia. Pittsburgh's right there. Um, that they could easily meld this in. Don't know how this game still exists. Um, unless if they've done the No Man's Sky thing where they've improved it so much that it's this game that's been succeeding out of the public eye. But it just seems like they put this in here to kind of, because this is like Todd Howard's baby or something, or like, he's got to keep mentioning it. Um, so yeah, for your Fallout 76 heads out there, um, you can go to Pittsburgh now. Next up is uh, Vin Diesel's Arc 2. So he is going to try and bring family to the Ark series here. Um, yeah, it's Ark. I mean, I, I haven't played it much, but from everything I've seen of people playing it and this game, it just looks like Ark with Vin Diesel, essentially. So, um, it, unfortunately, as much as I, I love the I love the Vin Man, um, probably not for me, but definitely someone out there um, is, loves about this. It loves the sequel. Um, next up is uh, Scorn. Um, this is that weird game that had these, like, gross things, leaking things out of their orifices and stuff. It's a really gross trailer. Um, everything just looks very wet. Um, and it, the game still exists, apparently. Um, and it's coming to Game Pass soon. Um, so, check it out, question mark? Um, next up is, uh, Flintlock. Um, this game kind of got mixed into the middle of a whole bunch of games. And it took me, um, looking back at it to kind of kind of remember um, exactly um, which one it was. Um, and this one was the, the third-person uh, RPG, um, you know, that sort of, like, was doing the Melee Guns thing. Um, so, uh, intrigued, not completely interested. Again, these are all Game Pass games for the most part, so at some point I might check it out. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, uh, Flintlock The Siege of Dawn is the um, uh, full title of this game. Um, it should come out in 2023, I think. I think this is one of the later ones. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, next up is Late Year Frontier. Um, it's it's uh, essentially a Harvest Moon in a mech. That's the best way to describe it. I know that probably excited uh, two people in our audience. Uh, the next game was the, uh, the Last Case of Benjamin Fox. Um, I really love uh, the look of this game. Um, it looks like it's like a side-scroller, maybe a platformer sort of thing. Um, but um, the old-style um, uh, look to it, gothic-ish, I guess. Um, and it looks like you're either dead or you can, uh, like, get into the minds of dead people. There's, like, a demon behind you. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, looking forward to it. Um, again, Game Pass. So, God, all these games, being able to play them <laughs> without having to pay money is pretty crazy, and I love it. Uh, next up, we have um, uh, Urban uh, Shadow Legacy. Um, that one uh, was the that one was the one where you, you if you hit in the shadows as the thing, you're basically invisible. Um, I confuse this with the other game that's like a shadow game uh, that they, that I saw during Key Three, uh, but yeah, it looks like looks like one of those sort of a stealth action ninja games. Um, this will be lower on my list, but, um, it did, it did at least pop a little bit for me, so I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Um, Diablo 4, all they had to do was show me gameplay. I didn't need any of this introduction to the Necromancer character and all that, that cinematic and all this stuff. Um, it looks like better Diablo. Um, and I, as someone that didn't play much of any Diablos, um, you know, it looks like a game that I could that I could jump into. Like, I didn't need all the backstory and stuff, and it's definitely one of the games that this will probably end up on Game Pass, um, but they couldn't say it because the deal hasn't gone through for uh, Microsoft to officially buy uh, Activision Blizzard, um, but uh, I have a feeling that this one will end up there. Uh, it makes too much sense. Um, but, yeah, yeah, for anybody that loves the other Diablo games, this just, this looks like a better version of them. You know, obviously using the power of the PS5 and all that. Uh, Next up, and this one is specifically for Jenny, um, Sea of Thieves um, now allows you to become a pirate captain. All right, I paused to let her screaming stop. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, so this is... Sea of Thieves is interesting. Um, it's one of those rocky starts to a, to a game, um, and it's gotten better and better and better, and this seems like, like the ultimate what everybody wanted from the beginning uh, for this game. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Jen, you get to live out your pirate captain fantasy. Uh, yeah, so, and, um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll join you. Um, next up was Ravenlock, which was the Alice in Wonderland voxel arty um, game. Um, that looks... I don't know how much... I don't know if it's going to be tied into Through the Looking Glass and Alice in Wonderland, because I think all that stuff is might be might be public domain. You can let me know um, on Twitter, at GameVaultPod, if that's true. But they seem to be leaning a lot into it, so I can't imagine that it's um, anything that they have to worry about copyright-wise. Um, but it looks really damn cool. And it's definitely going to be a game that I'm going to check out. And if it comes out before the end of the year, it looks like it could be one of those games that jumps into my top five um, in like a November, December range. Um, thumbs up. Um, so next up is Cocoon. Um, this is in the game from the one of the creators of Inside and Limbo. Inside was my number five game of the year when it came out. Um, and this one uh, looks like you can go up and down and not just left and right. Um, it's sort of a 2.5D sort of, maybe it's a 3D look to it. Um, I'll have to get my hands on it. Uh, but yeah, it looks really interesting um, as, as those games from uh, those developers have always been. Um, didn't know I was going to like Inside until, you know, I, I got through it. Um, the end was hit or miss for me on that game, but um, yeah, looks like another one of those interesting games that I would at least try out and see uh, what my what I think about it. Um, yeah, so for any of you that love uh, Inside and Limbo, um, this is another one of those. Um, next up was a uh, Wo Long or Wo Long um, game from Team Ninja that um, I thought was maybe Neo Three <laughs> or something similar um, to that, but this looks like it's a completely different um, uh, game. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's in the same vein. So you know, maybe I, I know Jonathan really loves those Neo games. Maybe it's something uh, he can look at and report back to us. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, this was all the beginning of the push uh, from Phil Spencer about Japanese games coming to the Xbox, because Microsoft Xbox notoriously doesn't sell well in Japan. Um, so, you know, maybe getting these things on Game Pass will help sell Game Passes over there um, and Xboxes. So, and then rounding out this, the three biggest things, at least for me, I want to save them till the end um, for you. Um, we'll start out first with the, uh, the announcement of the Persona games coming to Game Pass. Um... So, uh, background on this, um, I love Persona 5. Um, haven't played Royal yet, um, just because it took me 122 hours to beat original Persona 5. So, you know, not eager to jump back into that. And my life has gotten way more complicated since that game. Um, but um, now I'm probably going to jump back in when this comes free, because that means I don't have to go get my disc and put it in, because I bought it on Steelbook, and, you know, I can just admire my Steelbook and not have to really worry about playing the game uh, from it. And, uh, yeah, but I think the thing that excites me the most, um, Persona 4 Golden's on there, which, if you guys haven't played Persona 4 Golden, play Persona 4 Golden. It's one of the best um, in the series. Um, I prefer 5 more, because 4's got a, some some touchy, hasn't aged well issues with it. Uh, but the game is still amazing. Um, but most importantly, uh, this co collection or whatever that's coming to Game Pass... It's going to have Persona 3 Portable, which is the one Persona game. I started the original on PS3, and because it's on PS3, I never got to finish it, because obviously, eventually got a PS4 and just moved forward, and I never brought Portable up with it. Um, I was thinking of, like, actually uh, getting this from my Uncle Vim and trying to play it um, on the computer, but seeing this come to Game Pass, even PC Game Pass, has me really, really excited. I am definitely playing through PC, P3P um, when that comes out for sure, 100%. Um, so it has one of the more controversial ways for them to bring out their um, personas. Um, I'll have you guys look that up. Uh, it's interesting, but really shocking the first time you see it. Um, so yeah, this was a big deal, um, getting all these games here. Um, one of my favorite things that happened was during the showcase, uh, one of the writers for Fanbyte, uh, Michael Heinem, um, uh, quote tweeted the rumor that this was happening 
and he said, if this happens, I will eat my own ass. And as people that uh, encourage eating of ass um, on the Game Vault pod here, um, we are interested to see how he does this. Um, obviously, the easiest thing is to just get a Joe mold of an ass and eat it. Um, but, um, yeah, it was kind of funny that he said that, and then a half hour later this comes out, and he's like, but, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, yeah, that that was one of the fun. This was the, my favorite part of the of the conference was all the craziness that went on on Twitter and stuff when this got announced. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played Persona and you like these type of games, the you know, turn-based RPGs um, with with a lot of anime in it, this is this going to be great. You don't have to go and find out. Um, like it took me spending forty bucks to get a uh, PlayStation Two copy of Persona Four because I didn't have Vita for Golden. Um, so now I get to play a better version um, again if, when I replay it. But yeah, really, really excited for this. It's probably my second favorite thing um, that came out of the conference. Um, real quick on the one game that was a sort of announced, but definitely not coming in the next 12 months. Um, your favorite, my favorite, Hideo Kojima um, has signed a deal with Microsoft to make a game using their cloud services. Um, hasn't announced what that's really going to be, uh, but. Um, Excited to see where this goes because my favorite part about Kojima is the thing I've tried to um, when talking to Anthony about it and um, all. Uh, the reason why I love Kojima is because everything he makes has the chance to be either really terrible and really miss the mark or really great, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. There is never a middle ground where somebody's like, eh, Kojima's okay. He's okay. Kojima's fine. He's fine. You know, no, it's either, God, this guy's a genius, or this, this, this stuff's incomprehensible. He's an idiot. Um, and that's what I love about him. It's, it's such a polar opposite reactions, and just any discussions around Kojima are always fun to me. Um, so I'm interested in what he does here. Um, I know he's supposed to be making a survival horror game uh, with Margaret Qualley um, in the lead role. We'll see if that's this game or if that's another game he's making. Uh, but, yeah, this was... This was uh, not a complete surprise for me, because um, I've been uh, reading and listening to uh, uh, Jeff Grubb, who's now with Giant Bomb, was with uh, Games Beat, um, talk about that this has been a rumor behind the scenes for a while that he's been talking to Microsoft. So glad to see it confirmed. Um, and then obviously the game of the show um, was uh, everybody wanted to know stuff about Starfield. Um, and i got to say for Bethesda and, uh, and Todd Howard, they really... They really nailed this presentation for me um, with, they gave me everything that I wanted to know right now. Like, you can let me know in a couple more months about more details, but they showed me gameplay, what the HUD looks like, what the planet looks like. They showed me what a mission structure sort of looks like. They showed me um, how you get resources, um, little No Man's Sky-like, um, which is not a big deal to me, um, but they were definitely influenced by that. Um, sort of like the idea that you don't always have to get in combat with things, which was always the thing that pissed me off in, um, in Fallout um, with the animals, is that they never just ignored you. No matter big or small they were, they would always attack you. Um, so it's nice to see uh, that you have the option to not shoot if you want to. Uh, and then they showed us a couple of the cities. They showed us a moon base. Uh, they showed us the capital city, which looks a lot Mass Effect-y. Um, very Citadel-like um, to it. Um, wonder how big it is. Um, the Citadel was deceptively small, um, but seems huge. Uh, so I'll see what they do with this capital city. Uh, but yeah, the story so far seems fine. Like 20, I think they said 20 to 30 hours or 30 to 40 or something, which is long. But you know, at least they're not trying to make a 60, 70 hour open world game, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think the, the, the craziest thing, um, and everybody jumps on this and goes on different sides of the fence with it, is the fact that they announced that there's going to be a thousand planets and a hundred solar systems. Um, the first reaction from everyone is, oh, it's going to suck. I, you can't do great things with that many, um, you know, uh, planets and solar systems. How are you going to populate them all? And then you have the other side, which I lean on going, well... Most of the planets in the solar system can't support life, so maybe a third of them are what's called Goldilocks planets that have people and animals on them and resources, and some of them are just ice rocks that might have like this rare element that you need, or some of them might be gas giants where you can, can't even land on them. Um, 
you know, and some of them might be too close to their star, so they can't, they can't, um, all the life is underground or something, you know, like, there's so many things you can do with it, um, that I'm interested in it. It looks like, it sounds like that you, if you just do the golden path, as they call it, just do the, um, main quest, you'll just bump around all the populated areas. I won't even have to bother with the out, the out, um, outlying planets. But that brings me to the fun thing about having all these planets and all is that you can set up an outpost. And I'm curious if I can go to, like, the furthest planet away from the main planet and just set up a colony there and just be, like, thousands of light years away from people. And just out on my own, nothing around me. And just build up my own base on this empty planet. That would be a cool thing for me, personally. Um, I found a picture last night going through my Xbox um, account of my, uh, uh, what's called, um, the beginning of my power suits from Fallout 4 in the Iron Man setup. Like, them all lined up inside of a box. Um, so just being able to do crazy shit like that and, like, not be anywhere in the regular solar systems, um, and see if that affects gameplay, you know, customize ships and things like that. Um, there's space dogfighting, which I'm not really a yay about, but, um, it's going to be great for people that do. Um, I like the idea that when you choose a place to land, it'll be like a cutscene, and then you'll land. Um, I think that's a lot better than... Um, especially trusting Bethesda to do this right, um, trying to land a planet on, you know, ground that might not be flat. You don't want to take the chance of things clipping and bugging and losing your spaceship because Bethesda is not great with the jank. Um, but yeah, I am more excited than I've ever been for Starfield. Um, I hope it's, the rumors are true that it's just a couple months delay, that the problem was it was going to be coming in hot on November, like it would have been ready, but... You know, they want to make sure it was ready because of their history. Um, so, you know, pushing it back to, like, a, a February-March release is fine with me. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, so that's uh, our show um, for today. Um, hopefully you stayed here and um, uh, took in my opinions on, on the uh, probably the two most important conferences um, in uh, over Key 3. Um, and maybe I talked about a game that you put on your wish list or something to do. Um, but I do want to tell you what's coming up on tonight um, on the stream. Um, it's the end of the Steam Demo Days or whatever they're calling it. Summerfest or whatever thing they're talking about. Um, I downloaded uh, 12 demos, which are some of the games were mentioned in other uh, conferences that were not in this one. Or the ones that I talked about. Um, I was trying to, try to get you a good... Um, Sample of things I talk about here and things I'm going to show tonight um, on Monday if you're listening to this when it releases. Um, if not, archive uh, will be on Twitch. Um, so just go through it. Um, I got I got the dem- demo for Agent 64, um, Escape Academy, uh, uh, Signalis, uh, Nine Souls. Um, the game we're probably going to start off with, Alaskan Truck Simulator, uh, WrestleQuest, uh, Nitro Kid. Uh, Beneath Oressa, Moon Scars, Midnight Fight Express, Metal Hellsinger, which I will play, um, and Cult of the Lamb. Um, yeah, so I'll be rapid fire going through those. I may even set a clock at like 15 minutes for each to just sort of show you. Is it all? And then if we have some time, go back and, and check something out a second time. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that um, on Monday here or tonight if you're listening to this when it goes live. So be sure to check us out. Um, also, you can get us on our socials at GameVolPod on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your um, social media. Um, we're at Twitch at twitch.tv slash GameVolPod. Uh, please like, subscribe, use your Prime Gaming subscription for us there. Um, and uh, you can uh, also find their other podcast, TC Tam. They call this a movie. airs every Thursday. And then on um, Wednesday, we'll be back with uh, Tiny Tina. Um, and then, like I said, Monday is going to be the Steam Demos. Um, probably going to have a podcast next Monday um, release as well, which is going to be the whole gang together. Um, we'll talk about Final Fantasy and Dragon's Doll went there. Um, and and then we're back to our normal schedule. We'll do the Retro Roulette, and then we'll have Wednesday Tiny Tina and all that. Um, so, yeah, for... Um, well, no, it's just me. I don't have to uh, thank anyone. Thank myself. Thank me for being here tonight. Hope you guys tune in next time, and uh, I'll see you uh, on Twitch. Bye!